Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Tarovich and this week's guest, food blogger and clever bloke, Mark McCulloch. Hello. <laughs> I'm now scared. Like, because you went unprofessional on me. <laughs> I know. It's, well, I usually, now that I have a lovely friend uh, putting it up, stitching it together for me and improving the audio, mm. um, I always send it him, and then he goes, have you got the intro bit for the beginning? Because he's got my, like, theme music, and I always do a bit over the theme music you see, uh, where it's like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, welcome to Stupid Arts Club. <laughs> Listeners will have just heard that happen. But now I've remembered, for the first time ever, so we're celebrating now, mm-hmm. the first time ever I've remembered to include my theme tune intro in the record. There we Thank go. me later, Ollie. Thank me later. Well, but what happened was you sort of, uh, you did the clap to mark the sound, but it felt like you were summoning some kind of genie or <laughs> some kind of fairy was going to do it after or something. But yeah. Well, all good. Well, thank you. I was going to say thank you for joining me, but really I've joined you, haven't mm. I? Crashed my flat. Yeah. I am sitting in Mr. McCulloch's rather fancy, um, very smart and tasteful um, should we call it an apartment? Bachelor, I don't feel like calling it bachelor a pl- pad. Bachelor Can you see that anymore? Can you, I don't That's know. Old, is that still a thing? It's a bit moddery. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it sounds a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took the I took the sheets down for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, apartment, we're, apartment. We're sitting in Mark's apartment, and I will, this this will sort of lead in nicely to telling us about what you get up to and who mm. you are, because. Uh, Let's let's see if this episode actually ends up like sort of better quality, even than usual, audio-wise at least. Because right now, I'm almost getting like a crash course in uh, the sort of podcast gear that I am imminently going to be trying to uh, invest in, and that is uh, these two very impressive table mic holders that would uh, seriously benefit my travelling podcast sort of uh, setup because at the moment I keep hearing like I'm holding mics and it's all making a weird noise. And But the thing that's blowing me away is this tiny little three-piece gadget road sort of set, a wireless, what was it called? Wireless, wireless Go. go to. Yeah, Wireless Go 2. Feel free to get in touch and sponsor me, guys. <laughs> and it's like we're wearing two little clip-ons that are wireless with a little sort of muffy bit and then there's a tiny little 
receptor box that is like the size of your AirPods holder, if you know what I mean, your little AirPod case, the uh, little black thing. And it's sort of blown my mind that you can capture a podcast with three tiny little bits. Does that have to be talking to the laptop at the time when you record, or is it literally just living there? It's just living there. That's amazing. Everything is living there. So, Mark. Yes. Um, here we are in your lovely flat, and uh, you're someone that I actually got in touch with because uh, a mate of mine, Gary, um, Gary Fraser, mm-hmm. mentioned you when I was around his house, and he's a, he does like food bloggy kind of photography stuff, mm. and he's very good at it. And he said, oh, I've got a mate down in Brighton you should get in touch with. And he mentioned you, and I sent me towards your Instagram, and I went, oh, we should have a chat at some yeah. point. And we hung out about, what, three months ago? I had a couple of beers, and you generously invited me along to a a, a restaurant promotion yep. thing where we all ate and drank for free and then buggered off, off without ever going there again. <laughs> oh, we mate. Yeah. We mate. Uh, yeah, yeah Carney, wasn't it? And yeah. Wolf, yeah, lovely. And the food was lovely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like brisket dude food. Mm. Sort of thing, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we met, and we had a good laugh, and I don't know, it was like, hey, man, like I'm around here, you're around here, we're two... Uh, how do we describe us? Men about town. Men about men. <laughs> look at how underconfident that was. Men about town. Sorry, um. I was just refilling my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot in common, right? So there's yeah. northern, depending on where yeah. you're from. Specky. Yeah. Weirdy. <laughs> single. Spiky. Single. Very much single. Yeah. Uh, like comedy, like food, like music. Yeah. It's What's working. Like? Yeah, we both. It's, I mean, it's early days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's early days, Mark. This is deep too. But, uh, I, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that we're on the same page. <laughs> but um, yeah, like so, I, I was made aware that well, when Gary first said get in touch, first he said you're a good guy, but he also said he knows that I'm getting more and more into podcast, and I'm generally like on the sniff. I moved here to to for stuff like this to happen. If you know yeah. what I mean just sort of seeing what's happening in a place where things are happening and then getting involved in them. So w- tell the boys and girls and everyone else, what what do you get up to? Like, you've got, like, a company and stuff, right? So, yeah. like, what what is your vibe? Proper grown-up. Um, well, so, basically, way back, uh, marketing jobs, really. So, um, music magazines, then lastminute.com, the rings. But anyway, now I'm in hospitality, so do marketing stuff for food and drink places. So all it is, is quite simple. It's make people busier and make people more famous. And mm-hmm. that's what my day job is. And as part of that, I've got a podcast that is called the Supersonic Hospitality Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very tenuous sometimes about the links to who's on it. So we've had like Fat Boy Slim on before, for example. Um, cool. And uh, we had uh, Nick Jones, uh, who owns Soul House. And I'm hopefully getting Roger Daltrey on at some point. Right. Um, because he's got a brewery now. So yeah, so that I've been doing that for about seven or eight years. So, you know, I'm basically a frustrated radio DJ. Yeah. Um, and, uh, plenty of us then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, face for radio, and hopefully the voice is all right and whatever. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I I love it. I love doing it. I mean, they're long. I mean, strap in sort of thing. They're usually about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas most people stick it around the forty. So that's kind of one the other bit. And then uh, there's just other bits and bobs really. So yeah, I'm like do a lot of public speaking, and you know, I've I've started a charity thing lately, which was to try and get 
250,000 people to apply to work in hospitality because it's got a bad perception. All the things that will be going on in people's heads right now, you know, is true or was true. Um, and we're mm -hmm. trying to make that better. But no, we, we did that a year ago and we got that number of applications. Did so you? we're pretty happy, yeah. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. did, so was the what was the main reason that uh, that, that needed to happen? Uh, well, basically, when COVID happened, uh, well, we were always short of chefs forever. But when COVID happened and Brexit happened, everybody left. And um, people who worked in hospitality were almost in a bit of a trance. And if you were a chef, you just got on with it. And it was a Saturday night and you worked all Saturday night, never had a Saturday night. But when COVID happened, although it was crappy, um, people got to have a Saturday night and go, holy crap, this is, a, this is what a Saturday night is. I don't have to work all these hours and mm. I could make the same amount of money doing something maybe more boring but mm. you know and then what I remember is uh, about the Brexit thing there was a lady on Question Time ages ago and she said uh, and everybody laughed at her and it was like a Twitter sensation everybody's taking the mic out of her and all that right. and she says this Brexit's fine but who will serve me my coffee and pret you know if there's no foreigners there and uh and that like, and she it was landed, right. it got a titter. Ah, uh, yeah, like, it, was, yeah. it was like everyone was like, I all right. But it's you know, absolutely bomb on, right? She was totally true. So, um, so yeah, so basically, uh, during COVID, I saw a tweet from the president of Brewdog, a guy called Dave McDowell, a uh, top man, and he basically said, this crisis is coming. So I just thought, well, actually, hospitality's been really good to me over the years, so mm. I should use my skills, I suppose, to, to give back. Because loads of folk do great things for us, like they charity dinners or they sleep out rough or homeless to raise money and all that. Mm. I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm a bit bougie or whatever, so I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't really like doing that and I'm too unfit to do a you know, marathon or whatever. So, um, and, and too Scottish. So I just was like, right, I, I, this could be good. And so I was dead lucky. Managed to get best advertising agencies in the world um, to do it. I got the Army Be The Best team uh, because it basically was meant to be Army Be The Best but for hospitality. And, right. uh, and yeah, we got all them on board for free. Wow. Um, and then we raised... So you, did you do all the hustling or did you build a little team and... A lot of it was me at the start. I mean, I had people around me and then once we, the money started coming in, we could hire help, That's you know, great. to do the admin and whatever. But we raised over a million quid in the end and then we got a million pounds worth of free creative help as well. Um, and then, yeah, we've won like, loads of awards for it already and it's been wow. amazing. So it's effectively a campaign and uh, like an ad campaign for a charity campaign. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, just work in hospitality because, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, although there's lots of operators and places to work that aren't good, there's a yeah. ton that really are. Right, and yeah. if you're a comedian and you don't want to work nights because you're gigging, hospitality is like super flexible for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. rather than it being a failure that you've not got a proper job and you know, you know well, make yeah. it. You know, it, no, not the comedian, but. No, 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 no I, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> you know, um, so that's uh, it's been good, you know, and as I say, hospitality has been good to me, and I just thought try and give give a, a little back for charity. Yeah, fair and enough. That. that sounds cool. Yeah, like so that's just keep me busy. What's been interesting is like my my listeners or or anyone who's new to this, and if you want to go back and tear yourself uh, through the hell of listening to me talk about my life for two years, <laughs> <laughs> you will you will know, or you may already know that I like. Uh, alongside all of us have been through some stuff especially through the pandemic but one of the challenges that I've had to figure out and one of the again I've already sort of said it but one of the reasons I moved here was because the model that had been sort of sustaining me as a comedy writer mm -hmm. or slash copywriter for mm -hmm. years 
like a, at both ends that was sort of decaying yeah. uh, just because things change, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's the shorthand of it is uh, I wasn't as relevant anymore to a, a, a normal ad agency or someone with a creative department doing stuff because I wasn't maintaining a portfolio because yeah. I was doing more comedy. And then, the, and then TV started changing and just the COVID budgets, like a load of things have changed. And it's basically eaten away at what used to be a pr- fairly fucking solid living. Yeah. For, for about maybe 12, 13 years, mm. I could add up my invoices at the end of a year and go, look at that, I fucking got through another year, literally yeah. writing jokes and scripts. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just got, like, they've just got further and further apart, the invoices. And so sometimes when you're freelance, you have to, um, you just go, well, yeah, okay, it's not always busy, ride it out. Mm. And then at some point you've got to go, once the pattern appears to be a little bit more serious, yeah. it's like reimagine how you make a living. It's like, and it's a very hard thing, especially like as a as a, a man well beyond my mid thirties now, oh. right? Shall we say? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm fifty in April. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're doing well for that. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. Ah, bless you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good. But you know the facts are the facts, <laughs> yeah. and uh, um, it's quite uh, scary. To be nearly 50, going, I've developed a skill, mm. and now the areas in which that skill was useful mm-hmm. are like eroding like cliffs, like yeah. the cliffs are in yeah, uh, yeah. wherever that is. Seven Sisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that right. place outside of Brighton. Are you sort of Truman Show with Brighton as well? I just don't leave really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. The other day in London. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so. I've had to look at it and go, right, how the fuck, hey, just how the fuck do I survive? Mm. Like, and the bit where you have to just go, right, you're going to have to dig in deep and believe in yourself on some level here. And the thing has been, well, you got good at that. And amongst some, within those skills mm-hmm. is like some people skills, ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. And also you're sort of open-minded and also having a bit of a, an ADHD brain. It's like, it might be smart because you're probably not, you can't just walk into a new industry and say, pay me loads of money because yeah. what for you haven't got this skill yeah. so instead I've had to start thinking what little transferable skills have I got mm-hmm. that I can create a little suite of mini jobs yeah. that can fall into a rhythm over like the week or the month mm-hmm. and then bit by you know a few strands where you've got a few hundred coming in and then like you're, yeah. you're back on top again and actually I'm very pleased well I'm, I'm th- two thirds pleased to report like I moved here in January mm-hmm. And right now, where are we? We're in very early November. And touch wood, sort of two-thirds of that problem is solved because of things that I've got started that are starting to bear a bit of fruit or somewhere where I've got someone that uses me a lot for a, a bit of cheeky work. Yeah. In a, that's, that's within a company that does movie trailers. Yeah. And it's really good fun and they're lovely people. Mm. And it's like podcast, getting serious about that growing a slate of projects to mm. try and get like money and brands and stuff like that involved. Mm. And when I first met you, I was like picking your brains a little bit on that because mm. it was sort of interesting to me. Mm. You're doing effectively, would it be right to call it like a almost a business to business type podcast about, about an industry, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, managed over eight years now to, to monetize it, yeah, you know? It's so, um, but a tip for anyone mm-hmm. is that when I started out, I pretended I had advertisers. So I put, I just gave ads away to people for free. And you look bigger than you are. 
which is good for us in I, our current marathon. I, I absolutely want me <laughs> But it, uh, what I was reminded of was, uh, I, I worked at Yosushi years ago, and when you first started, the staff uniforms used to have Honda, Asahi, you know, a stitched on, like kind of like yeah, motorbike yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. Honda and Asahi had never approved anything. Oh, really? But it made it look like, holy oh, moly, yeah. you know. Shit, there's so, yeah. something behind this, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they did get told off. But, you know, I, I think it's a bit, you know, who dares wins, Rodney and all that. You, you've, got, yeah. you've got to kind of give it a go. And you're not doing anything bad. You're actually giving people free ads. But there's a bunch of that stuff, you know, just keep saying yes, keep doing stuff for free, and stuff will come eventually. It's all an investment, you know? Definitely. And, like, I'm, I'm like, really excited because there's a couple of people who have who are now like on the journey with me in a way that we are effectively having check-ins and little work in progress kind of I don't want to call it a production meeting because it feels like that's a bit ahead of the curve but yeah. just just it's all it is really is you've gone okay I've accepted that that stuff that was stressful wasn't working and now you have to go well what can you do instead mm. and I'd my, you know, I don't know about you, like, like ADHD head for me is like, uh, my head will have, I could get very stressed out and end up frozen from having too many... Paralysis. Yeah, like, yeah. what the answer might be anything between A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, blah, blah, blah. Like, what should I be doing? Don't know. Freeze, do nothing, remain in the shit, right? But what started to happen yeah. is that naturally... A, few, a couple of things, two areas of, uh, and, and this is like the almost like, I feel like it's the the very green shoots of the dream scenario, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to fucking jinx it, mm-hmm. by the way, because it's all about like hard work, right? Touch the yeah, wood, yeah. touch mm-hmm. the wood. Uh, I've been somehow making like my personal little podcast stuff like this bleed into what I want to do, like by doing some music and making that into a uh, certainly a, a, a modest but but fun revenue stream. Mm-hmm. But then the just on that sort of you're a really good singer by the way. Oh God bless you. Yeah, yeah. Sir. Honestly, oh, I love really... it, mate. I love it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to say, like, I'm getting booked and paid. Yeah. To, for doing gigs and just, putting music nights stop. on. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a... honestly, like yeah. I saw one of your videos, like you were busking on the whole beach or something, and no. I was just like, you know, when someone says that, and you're like, well, mm. yeah, I'll be alright. Mm. Really decent. Do you know I made three pound eighty eight that day? <laughs> but what a pound! I think that was my first pay packet in our place records. Yeah. When, I, when I used to work there, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. But but like I said, like this thing, the mission has been fix your life, work out a way of making a living using the only skills you've got. Mm. But actually, the the good bit is, if ideally you like enjoy what you do, right? So I'm not getting paid a lot yet, and I'm not getting paid a lot in podcasts yet. Mm. But the momentum of loving it is making ideas come and talking to other people and then pitching stuff mm. and uh, we've got all these ideas now that we want to like get other people involved in and, and and I feel like I've got like a little team who are up for it and um, to be to be sitting here one year one and a bit years now I suppose after having like a major mental health crisis mm-hmm. and to be able to say I'm like running at that fucking target now like yeah. really excited it's fucking incredible Brilliant. and um, so when I hear someone like yourself uh at this point, you know, I'm now starting to get a, that bit of my brain that believes you can mm. do stuff and that you've you've got value some yeah. to someone that's going to ch- pay your bills. Of course, you but do. to hear like when I met you, very long way of saying, when when we hung out, I was like, 
yeah, this guy's fucking got his head on. Like, you know, like it sounds like the the little the system that you've got running, it, it from the outside it certainly looks like you're you're fishing in the pond that you want to be fishing in. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if I subscribe to, you know, all the stuff like, uh, if you do what you love, you wouldn't work a day in your life. And, you know, it, like, if somebody said to me, what would I rather be doing? I'll tell you what, not writing marketing plans for how a restaurant's going to be busy, right? You know, I'd be rock and roll with Swedish triplets on a yacht, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of go, oh, all right, you know, when people say that. But, yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, my first love really is music. You know, so, and I had a dalliance with that. I worked at Lodi and Enemy Mode, was doing their student programmes. Um, and I, I worked for Peter Gabriel's sort of Spotify competitor for a little bit. So I had a taste of that, but it wasn't a very nice industry to be in. Well, yeah. You know, um, so you, you got to watch how closely you go. But there was a couple of things just when you were saying, just if it might be helpful. One thing, you, you know, you, you maybe touched on something about survival of the fittest, or adaption, adaption, sorry. I was thinking about survival of the fittest because... That phrase is misquoted every single time, right? It's not about survival of the fittest. The survival is the pers- the species that's the most adaptive wins. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you're doing that, right? So Mutating. Yeah, you walk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> well, I saw the feedback on, on the dating sites. But, you know, but I think, you know, in terms of that, I, you know, I think that, you know, you're doing absolutely the right thing. At least you've spotted it, right? I think there's a bunch of dinosaurs in... Yeah. photography and marketing and ad writing and comedy and yeah. music and whatever yeah. and they're like no I'm going to just stay firmly planted yeah. where I am and everyone's going to come to me and they're not and then they get arsey about the younger team yeah. coming through you get and, and all I mean, that yeah. you, know, I, you know I'm guilty of uh, along the way you can you get exasperated but for me like and it's very it's very very uh, it's standard you get a bunch of comedy writers in a room it is cardigan wearing fucking muttering moaning mainly men mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of in, a, in an endearing way it's not like horrible because no. they're quite gentle people yeah but it's a nerdy thing right yeah so yeah I, I i i'd say the first time i'm really looking around thinking this feels like a sort of uh a dying breed mm-hmm. good probably like a good four years ago like four or five years ago yeah. like at a christmas do i was looking around and i just thought Mm. We, we've all anyone in this room you could sort of go and have a chat and they've done something that you go oh my god you did that that's yeah. so cool I love it mate well done yeah. but it's also you don't feel the years ticking by and you are you are you are sort of like slowly being ushered into the fucking into the TV room to yeah. sit down and be given your mug of cocoa like do you know what I mean <laughs> and uh, so there might be people listening to this who completely disagree with that and there are peers of mine who are still working active doing really well but there's no doubt that if you're in a sort of sexy industry of any kind, uh, you've got to keep moving because you want you don't stay sexy. Yeah. Well, we've seen it, and I don't know if it's okay to talk about this, but we we've seen it on the dating sites, and you know, there's there's one in particular that stands out called Field, and even just having a window into the younger generation coming through and what they want and who they are, and obviously, you know, brains maybe a bit magnified, mm. but you know, just in terms of um, their attitudes and you know the the sort of the wokeness and the right onness and uh, as it should be you know the, the diversity and all that that's where that older crowd for comedy is going to struggle because it's going to be hard for them yeah, to be yeah. be part of that and then that whole new audience I mean I was talking to you about I won't say who but our large 
comedian, very famous comedian, mm. was playing the other night in Brighton. And um, so the crowd, you know, the crowd was predominantly outside and, and predominantly older and all that. So, yeah, so I, I think in that you've you've got to be really attuned, especially with comedies, like you've got to be attuned to what's coming through. And if yeah, you are... The, the TV channels, I mean, that's another issue anyway, because mm. traditional TV is kind of like in a tricky phase on it, on it, in and of itself. Mm. But yeah, uh, there's a dividing line. I, I, I can go out and I can get, an, get on with anyone from any generation and be interested and engaged and we all end up all right. That's yeah. one, one thing I love about Brighton, actually, is I will end up going out and having beers and chatting to everyone. It makes you feel less uh, like you're on a, on a side of a fence because yeah. it's, it's quite open here, right? But there is a definite... Yeah, if you, if you wanted to like make, make a big impact in the culture right now, if you're doing comedy, you're more likely to be talking the language that people are going to be looking for if you're no older than mid thirties. Yeah, there's a dividing. It doesn't mean you're not good at it. Doesn't mean you're not funny. Yeah, yeah. But so like my way of dealing with that is to go. My observation is that within the world of uh, lower gatekeeping, like podcast world or making your own content, mm -hmm. you can still do what you want to do in your way without being worried about whether it fits into anything. Just fucking be yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of a it's sort of a recognition that uh, the audience that will still get you, they're still there. Mm -hmm. You just have you're going to have to go and find them now. Yeah. Instead of thinking that someone important with a huge budget is going to go, mm -hmm. we want to. We want, you know, we need you to be a big shiny person on a poster for the BBC or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to fucking happen now, like, you know, and I'm fine with that. And actually, happier that yeah. I'm that I'm figured that out. Well, further enough, I saw a comedian today, a comedy writer today on Twitter, and they said after three years of development, uh, the TV channel production, whatever it was, have just said, oh, actually, it's not what we want at all. Oh, absolutely. Three yeah. years? Yeah, yeah. I totally, mean, yeah, I've been through it many times. Would you get paid still? Uh, Some development fees, maybe? You'd, you would have to ask that person whether on that project anything was paid because wow. I, I'll give you a, a recent example would be that I... And, and this, is with, this was working on, on, on an idea with my lovely mate Jason, who is my write, sometime writing partner, mm -hmm. and it is totally f uh, par for the course... And we were developing something with someone lovely who is like, I really like this, really want to work with you, let's let's get something together. And then the three of us will try and convince whatever channel to give you money for a, a, a cool idea, right? Mm -hmm. So we go off and we, we put quite a bit of work into a pitch, effectively, yeah. right? And in, in a TV show, that means developing whole characters, stories, da-da-da, just so that then people can ask you questions about it and you can tell them what it's about. Mm -hmm. You have to have done quite a lot of thinking. Yeah. Do a, a little deck, three, four pages or whatever, maybe a bit more than that with a few characters on. And uh and we you know, we we'd meet up and we go, all right, let's do a bit more on that. Let's let's think about what that would mean. What if we chat tonally chat? We go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you keep going away and tinkering with the design, if you like, mm -hmm. doing a good few more days' work. I would estimate, I don't know, it might be that we've done a month's work spread out over several months, yeah. bits and bobs. But so you've basically put a month's effort into something for no money, but not that you'd even expect anyone money because you're, yeah. you. That's how the that's the model, right? But then when you get to the bit where they start trying to go and meet the people who have the budgets, and then those people say, 
oh, we're not really doing this at the moment, or, yeah, those guys are in the old demographic that, that we've got too many of, and all those types of things. There's just fuck all you can do about it. But the only all you can actually do is then work out whether it is worth your time mm. to continue doing that. Because, mm. say, five years ago, it probably would have been, yeah, it is worth it, because if I'm working on two sketch shows, uh, a sitcom pilot that I'm getting paid for, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. then, yeah, sure, I'm going to put my Thursday and Friday off. I'll write that deck. Yeah. You know, you'll do your development for free. But when the, when the bread and butter jobs break down, you now... Of being, but you, your, your plan to survive is working for free. Mm-hmm. It's just like, fuck that shit. Like, yeah. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So Bed that's rest. why I'm running hard in the direction of expanding my presence in the podcast universe on a sort of more business level as well as on this level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a bit of an inspiration for that. Oh, uh, bless you. And I will continue... Tapping you up for advice and all that sort of thing. That's right. Do you see, I don't let loads of people pick my brains. It's one of those, it's a trigger phrase for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just, it's all I've got. <laughs> you know what, what your brain? Yeah. yeah. It's all I've got. I've got anything else. Like, I can't do anything. I literally, I literally yeah. think with this thing. Yeah, but you know, I'm not handy or, you know, some sort of, you know, yeah, DIY guy. Or, you know, it's literally, I've just got silly. And then with what I do, marketing and brand stuff and all that, you're only as good as your last idea as well. I mean, definitely, it's kind of the same in comedy as well, right? So, Absolutely. you know, and that's probably why A, the two of us get on and B, we're highly strung up the wazoo because <laughs> it's just a nightmare, you know, because you are, everyone's looking at you, you know, where's the big idea or where's the gag funny man? Whatever, well, it, you know? it, it's a funny thing because like, I'm feeling inspired again after, after my brain not working for so long. It's mm. slowly come back to life from just being happy here. I'm not mm. had any pressure on myself. I've had too much of a good time, and now it's like those cobwebs have been blown away. Mm. And I was telling my listeners a few weeks ago, the change in the season gave me this back to f- back to school, get your head down, get oh, on with it feeling, so. which read. is fucking brilliant. Yeah. But the other thing is that because the other two guys involved in this little journey, the beginning mm. of this journey, they are super smart, hardworking, and I have already been looking at people like that going. You know, how how did I let my life get to a point where I think I'm just like a useless, depressed slug in bed thinking that the phone doesn't ring anymore? And I'm looking out the window or I'm or when I'm going into London, you're going, well, there's there's people rushing about doing stuff. They're just mm. that's just other humans with a brain. Like if you want to if you want to make a fucking decent living, mm. you've got to like do whatever it takes to like learn how to operate like that and then get on with it. Yeah, it's, it's hard work and patience. But also, I, I think with you and with me. Um, we've both got, you know, ADHD stuff going mm-hmm. on. So, you know, it's a don't beat yourself up too much, right? You've had a no. chemically imbalanced yeah. brain and all right, mate. All, you know, <laughs> well, we both do. But, no, but you know, so and, and so one of the hardest things is to look at someone else and go, you know, their life's great. when you see people rushing around London, you'd be more depressed probably living their life if well, you yeah, were office know, 95 and you wouldn't last two minutes, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't <laughs> You're mean, unemployable. I don't mean, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Charmingly unemployed. That's the way I like to Yeah, for single. But that, that's why I've got like, you know, the idea is to have four or five kind of fun, kind of low pressure, uh, creative outlets mm. that uh, that works for me. Because if I, if you stick me on one thing, doing nothing else, I'll probably just get bored. Bored. I'll, I'll, I will, I will then operate in a way that makes someone think he's mm. fucking half away with the fairies that yeah, get rid of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But if, if people need me for bits and pieces, then I'm always there with high energy. Yeah, yeah, good you thinking. Know. Well, something I was thinking about when we were doing this, or, you know, when we said we were going to do this, something happened to me the other day. So I was in Middle Street in Brighton, mm. where I met a famous comedian the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was starting a wee thing. Long story short, right, I th- thought about Middle Street and I said, actually, 12 years ago, I wrote a life plan, mm. right? And it was exactly to be on Middle Street, oh, working. Wow. So Amazing. what I was going to tell you, just you're saying you're a year into your focus and all that, there's a great book, which I don't can't really read much, I'm terrible with attention, but great wee book, £2.64 at the moment on, on Amazon. <laughs> I right? can't believe you know that, yeah. that's good. And it's, uh, it's, not, it's not that it's a bad book, it's just out of favour, but it's called What's Stopping You by Robert Kelsey, right? Mm. And at the end of it, spoiler alert, but at the end of the book, it asks you to do a life plan and it says, 10 years time, what do you want to be doing? But it's everything. It's, have you mm. got a dog? Where do you live? Have you got a driveway? Is it a gravel driveway? Is it, you know, like wow. detail, like really? really, right? But then the trick is, it then makes you go backwards. So you pitch up and you go, right, 10 years time, I want this. Mm. And then it says, nine years time, what do you have to be doing to get to year 10? Eight years time, same, all the way back. That's amazing. And then the biggest question is, what are, spoiler alert again, what are you going to do tomorrow yeah. to make that happen? So I did it in Tenerife. We just did a miscarriage, unfortunately. And um, I was reading this book and I was writing it all out. I was working with your associate at the time, wasn't happy. And uh, I got home, handed him my notice straight away. Mm. And I wrote this stuff it's out. Tough, tough, uh, tough moments like that can, yeah, it can be like, even though that's a very specific, mm. horrible thing to have happened. Go to Tenerife. <laughs> it's not that yeah. bad. I mean, Torre Molinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite no, <laughs> But, you know, going through a tricky life event yeah. will reveal, and when something like that pushes you down, mm. it will it will bring you face to face with what else in your life really fucking isn't doing it for you right now because yeah. you're, I don't know, do you know what I mean? Well, you're Is rudderless, that, you know, you're kind yeah. of over, and, you know, and the hard thing about a miscarriage is, absolutely harder on the women for sure but the, the the hard thing for the partner whichever way it is, is you you're grieving but you're also looking trying to look after your partner too so mm. it, it, it's a horrible time but you're right it spurred something in me which which was great but when I was in Middle Street the other day I then remembered the list so I bought a wee Spider-Man jotter from like a Lilo shop and yeah, I wrote yeah. this life plan and around somewhere in the loft or whatever in the cupboard and anyway within it was have a kid Mm. Tech, yeah. Work on Middle Street. Tech, mm. um, have an agency. Tech, yeah. Which I don't have anymore. I left my own agency, so I sacked mm. myself, which you would. Um, <laughs> and then uh, have a podcast. Tech, uh, lose some timber working on it. Um, <laughs> and then there was a couple of other bits, but largely, and actually now I was like, oh crap, I've got to do this again. But I do need to sit down, and the only way that's going to happen is if you write it down, because otherwise agree. you'll drift. I would like. I would. I would look at that book, but I would also say. In in the midst, kind of in a weird way, just before I had a, like a full meltdown in last year, which was like, everyone knows this story already mm. who listens to this. But yeah, like medication compounded that, and it went crazy for a few months. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting was that I already knew I was proper in a hole, like just isolated and not sure where all this was going, and on on just on like we were saying the phone not ringing for work mm. but that then makes you question everything you just start thinking that you've not got it, it in you anymore the thing and then but I knew I'm like I kind of I'm pretty sure I'm still that sort of like up for it person mm-hmm. that 
can sort of go anywhere and get on with people and have a laugh and yeah. usually I've worked with people and they've patted me on the back and thanked me for a job well done mm -hmm. and and we, we want to work with you again. And do you take that in? Do you, do you like take compliments I I well? I think yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. I think um, I don't like, I don't like, um, like when you say like you're you're a good singer or like so you compliment yeah. with something that like, I really mean something to me uh, I will I will become slightly well, falsely shy and say oh I, oh, I don't know yeah. what did you say I didn't quite catch yeah. that did you say I was genius yeah well you, you <laughs> literally just threw it in the bin when I said it yeah yeah do you know what I mean but yeah. but because I like I like to feel that uh, it matters when you're doing whatever job you're doing, you're around people. I want, I want it to be going well. I want them to like me. I want me to like them. Mm -hmm. So if, if, the, if someone's basically putting in the air, this is a good atmosphere, we're happy, mm -hmm. then I'm really fucking happy that's out. I also am a people pleaser. Yeah. So I'm just going to be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right, so it's, yeah, it's not so much taking the compliment as yeah. fucking like I would snort it off the floor if I dropped it. You know <laughs> what then, I mean? But then, but then the worry is, if, you know, as you see, you're a people pleaser and, and we are so like, that's why we're getting on, is like, You've just got to watch that you don't deplete yourself of energy oh, yeah, as well, yeah, you know, because yeah. like to the detriment oh, of yourself, that. you know. Oh, I, mate, that's a whole journey. That yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've done like I sometimes do solo pods every few weeks, mm. and I'll do a, a bit, a bit more of a deep dive and a bit of sharing because I know that there's people out there that then get in touch, say it helps in some way. Mm. So it's sort of a safe space for me to fucking prattle on about my own yeah. inner world, but. Um, but I was going to say, uh, you, you're, you're, brave, you're braver than me, right? Like, when I've met you, and it sort of inspired me as well, when we met, we went to that freebie dinner thing, mm. and um, you... Very brave of me to me, that, wasn't no, it? No, but, but I think you're saying yes, right? And then, yeah. you know, you've been saying, well, I'll just go to the pub, and if I get talking to some mm. folk, and I'm, I'm, you're so open. Yeah, that but was that was moving ears, done that. You, I, I still don't do that. Mm. Really? I, 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 would, I would go to the pub, Mm. or whatever, but I would probably have my headphones and I'd probably be looking at my phone. I might yeah, have a quick yeah, chat, yeah. but yeah, I'm still not there yet. I, I think, think, yeah, it's an interesting one, that. Like, I've never, I've not had a problem, and I've been s single, as in not properly attached or living with anyone else or whatever, for 10 years now, mm. right? And in all that time, just because you need to get out of the house, walk around the block, have a pint, come home, otherwise you go mental. Yeah. When I lived in St Albans, which was for nine years, or six of them were single, and so I would go, right, fuck this shit, and going out. And I would go out in that state of mind, mm. fuck it, you know, like, that's fine. I don't mind going and sitting and having a bowl of noodles in some place or a mm. burger. And then uh, and that, in that case, I will be quiet and I'll in, enjoy my own company. I might make some notes or mm -hmm. think of something funny or... Look Look, yeah, <laughs> have a quill in my mouth, you know. But, You're doing but the intention of going out is also like... I'm more likely to get chatting to someone and mm -hmm. a connection can happen. Mm -hmm. But what was weird was, I'm, I'm never, I can't quite work this out. In St Albans, that was not going to happen. I was there nine, six years mm. and I've got lovely friends there. Mm. And to be honest, the, 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 the great friends I've got there now are people that the, the, most of the time that I was there, we weren't really hanging out that much yet. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time there going, fuck it, I'll go to the pub. There's a really nice pub called The Boot. They have music on, there's always an atmosphere, but sitting there on my own for two and a half hours and look around and shuffle past when there's a band on and say hello to someone, yeah, and yeah. You, I didn't feel like you got anything back. Mm. And that's quite common. Mm. I'm not knocking St Albans. Northerners think that's what the South is nice like, place. right? Nice place. But Northerners think that's what the South yeah. is like. But then I moved here, 
Mm. And straight away it was like, hey man, where are you from? Like, oh yeah, you, you know what you should do? You should call John, he's got a music shop. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. And so that made me go, I will go out again to the pub and like, there's, says there's jazz on or whatever it is. Mm. And in, in, like, if I see someone there playing the guitar, I walk straight up to them and go, oh, mate, I love that, what's that? Mm. How long have you been doing that? And it's sort of like just my personality, mm. but it also, it just feels like here that you're allowed to do that, so it made me less scared of doing it. I, I think you're right, and I, I definitely need to do more of it because I, when I've done it of late, like, I'm not saying magical things have happened, but really good things have happened. But then I did laugh this morning, I've been trying, I've had a real change of heart in the last few weeks, and I think ADHD men's have been helping, but I've been like, I want to be out. I don't want to sit in the flat and work. It's, you know, my desk, you can see it's like, 10 steps from a bed or whatever it is. Mm. And it's like, that's not good for you. So no. what happened was I've joined a co-working space, went there this morning. It was just me. Was that works? I go there as well, but I hove one's nearer me. Oh, true, true. I true. quite like it when it's quiet, but yeah, that was, it was just that no was one. dead. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just like, come on, I've paid for this. <laughs> um, paid to be myself. But, uh, but a great podcast you on there as well, actually, which... Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll check out some point, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I did a, a job for someone delivering a sort of humorous video with a, a, an animation, and we did a cat, me and my friend Mary Lawrence, who is a comedy actress, we did the sort of voiceover for the comedy sketch for this video, and we went down to Brown Bear Audio and did, yeah, did the, the really business fun. there. Well, what was funny, I was in there the other week, and uh, James Acaster was in, oh, yeah. right? So I was just sitting, working away, and actually I wanted to, talk to him mm. because I wanted him and Ed to do, Ed Gamble, to do uh, an off menu, well not off menu, but because they're the hot ticket right yeah, now in yeah, food yeah. and drink, mm. I wanted to do a Hospitality Rising Netflix series oh, yeah. all about working in hospitality and comedy would ensue and they'd get the keys to the restaurant and try and run it, whatever it was oh, going right. to be. Good idea. Anyway, got in touch uh, and Dan really came back, so I saw him, he walked past me, I had my back to the door and he walked past me, I was like, oh, and I thought he must be coming back and he didn't. And he was playing uh, Brighton that night. But apparently what he was doing down the stairs was uh, Voices for Peppa Pig. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How cool is that? That is cool. Oh, yeah? That's a good gig, yeah? isn't it? Jeez. I thought that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> my, my, I'm trying to think of other people who I know who are, are doing iconic voices, right? One lad who, who lives locally to us mm. is a lovely man called Dave Lamb, Ooh. who for years has been the voice of Come Down With Me, uh -huh. right? Brilliant guy, love him to bits. He's that's who I'm going to Lewis FC with on that I Saturday. I didn't know he lived in Brighton. He lives, yeah, he lives uh, round not far from, yeah. Wow, that's oh, so I won't cool. say where he lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He lives not <laughs> yeah. far away. Yeah. Um, and and then my mate Terry Minot, who is a brilliant impressionist, yeah. right? Yeah. He put a video up the other day of him doing ADR, which I don't know what ADR stands for, but it's voiceover oh. for um, playing the character. Um, Dastardly in Dastardly and Muttley. Oh. I was like, wow. Because, I mean, obviously, he's just so good. He makes lots of his own stuff. He has a Twitch stream. Yeah, he does yeah. stuff on Instagram. He, you know, tries to be self-sufficient again. Yeah. Like, you know, we're all knocking on a bit. But, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. he's so talented. And you can good. keep your own little ecosystem going. But I was very happy to see Terry, uh, you know, doing, doing any sort of iconic character for something. It's just a nice little badge to be able to wear in it. Really Quite cool. jealous of that. Really if, cool. This, is, this probably won't be that easy to think of, but if someone was going to say, right, we're going, we, you know, you can, you can be 
the voice of, and it's like someone like iconic, and they said, look, they're, you know, the old, the old one's not with us anymore, or they've got old, or their mouth's fallen off. Who, who, would, you, who would you like to be? Like, I don't know, I guess I'm thinking almost like cartoon characters and, you know, stuff like that. Any thoughts? Well, I'm thinking, like, you'd want to resurrect something, really, rather than try and take over Homer Simpson or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, what's coming to me is, like, Snagglepuss or, like, <laughs> you know, like, Deputy Dog or one of these types yeah, of, you know, that, like, something that... Uh, Boo Boo, I guess, Honey Bear and... was it? I think I'd go Penfold. Penfold's a good one. Penfold in Danger Mouse. But then that's David Jason, isn't it? It was, but let's... Let's, yeah, let's have a new one of them as okay. well. Just because he's getting a bit old. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting there. But yeah, that I mean, that would be so cool to do something like that. I'd love I used that. to fucking love Danger Mouse. Well, my first thought was Super Grand, and I was like, well, that was a real character, wasn't it? So that's not really going to work. Well, if you want, you know, you can if you want to do on screen. <laughs> but she was like Finnish or something. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was a strange one. Was that a Scottish production? Oh, I guess. I think yeah. it was. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it big down here? Yeah, was it super grand? This is the thing, right? That you don't, you know. Obviously, you get like s- smaller amounts of money spent on regional stuff, right? Yeah. So, but kids' TV, quite often, when you think about it, the big hitters that we remember were from around the country. So you'd have like, mm. in the school holidays, if you were of a certain age, I must say, uh, you'd have uh, why don't you? Why don't and then you? they did the different gangs in different cities in different school holidays, <laughs> yep. right? Yeah, so the Belfast the gang or the yeah. yeah, like whoever, the Bristol gang. Yeah. And then you had uh, all the sort of Manchester bits were like Children's Ward and Jossie's Giants. Yeah, Jossie's Giants was amazing. Oh, no. I was Newcastle, wasn't it? Jossie's Giants was Newcastle. Yeah, uh-huh. Gruy was Manchester. Stuk- Stuky, do you remember that? Uh, that, that was a Scottish one. I think he was a bit of a kind of, I'm going to use a terribly old word, but it was like a kind of nerd do well, sort of almost a little bit of a Ned Chav sort of guy. He was really? Stooky. But really? you know what Stooky is? So Stooky is like a plaster, like if you got your arm broken. Really? You know, what do you call that? Plaster cast? A plaster cast. Yeah, it's Stooky. As you call Stooky. Um, yeah, Stooky. And then Stig in the Dump. Stig in the Dump. Yeah. That was books though, wasn't it? That was based on. Oh, was it? Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but then you had Supergrand, which was definitely Scottish. Yeah. And, uh, Nothing from Milton Keynes. Biker Grove, of course. Nothing, yeah. Where's the Where's the Milton Keynes classic kids? What would that yeah. be? It'd just be like driving around roundabouts, not knowing exactly where you are. Yeah. Just hanging out in the estate. It could have been Top Boy. Top Boy could have been a Milton Keynes. Yeah. It could have been. Um, so, yeah, uh, Brown Bear, uh, as you mentioned, which is down in works, is uh, somewhere that I, if, I'm hoping if I up my game with all this podcast stuff, because it's a really cool little studio, actually. It's a great isn't it? studio. So, yeah... Um, at the moment, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like doing this, and I also like because I've got a little offshoot, two offshoot series uh, of my podcast. One called Tea and Empathy, mm-hmm. which is where I would go and meet someone, not really knowing what story I'm going to hear, in a cafe, possibly even a, a stranger, and literally with the ambience of the place there with you, and it's you know over a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Who have I got? What are we talking about? And then we see what transpires over that sort of forty-five minutes to an hour. And is the noise okay? Like, it is, the, you know, is it? Aye, quite a nice. It, it's round, actually round nice. Noise. Yeah, it's it's sort of comforting because mm-hmm. you can you're picturing something. Then mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't want to do. It, it it wouldn't feel right to be going like, hey, I've got like a comedy friend on for a funny podcast, yeah. and then it's like, well, you've not even bothered to go in a quiet room. Yeah. 
But something about saying you're inviting someone for a cup of tea and it's a stranger, it it sounds really nice. And then the other one is called The Busking Chronicles. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my producer basically said, make content specifically about other things that you're into and and have that as its own stuff. And he said, not that. <laughs> so I didn't mean that, but it was too late. But but the thing about that one, it's it's turning out to be the easiest one to arrange because uh-huh. it's a self-contained world. Mm. So I'm approaching other people that do music, and we're putting in the diary when I'm going to come and hang out with them. Yeah. I went and met uh, James Walsh, who is the singer from Star Sailor. He's a Scotland fan, is he? I. I, he went up, I mean, I love him anyway, but he went up and he's a Liverpool, he's, no a, he's a Liverpool fan and uh, a Scotland fan. He is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Great. a lovely lad. He's on tour at the moment. Uh, but yeah, we, we met at my mate's house in London a couple of weeks back. Really good chat. And we strummed three or four tunes together. Alcoholic? Uh, no, I mean, I have the odd one. but <laughs> <laughs> He isn't now. Um, yeah, no, we didn't. We sang, we sang a song called Fever, which is a beautiful song. It's oh, off the first album that really? Star Sailor did. Oh. And also one of his uh, solo tracks. He's like he makes lovely solo music. Oh. Up there, not obviously you know, the the, the big shiny star yeah. moment was was back in the day. But mm-hmm. like he is still at it, and uh, as, he's you know, a still is living. Singer. Great singer, great singer, brilliant songwriter, yeah. lovely guy. Should have been more famous. Yeah, yeah. and um, so we're 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 excited. Uh, we've got some ideas of ways of trying to figure out how to work together in some way that involves storytelling and songwriting. And like he's he wants to do something like that, oh, and like, this is what I'm saying, right? You get out and you do stuff. Uh, and even though I know he's just a normal guy, and I like, I met him from doing a an acoustic night about you know around the uh, the first time we were all being normal again after the pandemic, mm-hmm. and he headlined this night at uh, Quo Vardis on Dean Street. Quo Vardis, that's where I started and, my business, right? Really, table fourteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I did just very quickly. Quo yeah, Vardis is so funny. I joined that. And I thought, this is a cheap way to get a members club and then mm. I don't have to have an office anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, it's £600 a year, whatever it was. And then he says, oh, wait a minute, where do you live? And I said, Milton Keynes. And he said, you can have the international rate. Oh. Which was 300 Really? Yeah, because I lived in Milton Keynes. It's like 30 Jet minutes setter. on the side. I love yeah, it. The city of dreams. Um, but yeah, Kovaris cool is a great, great, great restaurant as well. So I yeah. went and did that gig bunch of people played who were all and one of them is a, an actually a local musician to Brighton a girl called Gina Lana who's doing pretty well uh, sort of Americana type music mm. uh, acoustic great songwriter really she's really quite upbeat and like cool uh, or younger than me and all that but James was the headline act and got on with him and anyway sort of got in touch the other week and I'm and so we did it and it was I'm going to put that episode up probably next week mm-hmm. in fact for, for the listeners now just to be clear both the Busking Chronicles and Tea and Empathy are bonus content for the patrons. So if you want to hear them, you have to go to patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club, mm-hmm. which, uh, but you know, the patrons basically get sort of four episodes of, cla- this is a classic episode mm-hmm. and I put these out for free, mm-hmm. but this is the plan now is that we've, we're building in extra stuff to make it more worthwhile for people that might fancy Chucking as really a fiver cool. a month. Well, they're, they're, but, they're, all, they're all great ideas, and I think the Buskin one, I mean, mm. they're all good, as I say, but the Buskin one's really interesting. And do you know um, a podcast just came on my radar lately, which is Nora Jones Plays Along? Oh, yeah. And she meets musicians and, did, you know, uh, yeah. and that's rocketing. Well, you there know, you go, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're on the Because my observation the like, was like, there's a bit of an issue around 
uh, I don't want to like get myself in trouble, but there's a bit of an issue around um, rights and whether you can do music or should you put a thing on, can you do a cover or da 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 or whatever. But some someone's got to figure it out because the fact that podcast is so huge and music such an important thing, there should be more podcasts for music fans, and I think mm. they're starting to come through now. Mine is my humble little journey mm. of someone, like said, the story I've already fucking banged on about is some some sort of a, a middle-aged dude going, fuck this shit, I'm going to reinvent my life. Mm. And I've started going out and playing music, busking, playing in pubs, meeting other musicians. Mm. But what's brilliant is each person you talk to, you, you hear their story. Yeah. And James, it was really interesting talking to James. And then after it, even though I played it cool, and we just played a couple of, we just, you know, like me and you now yeah, sitting here, yeah, yeah, do yeah. a little song. Oh, we've got some guitars to choose from. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we should have chosen a song or two. Yeah. But, but we'll do it next time. Next time. Right? Um, what I was going to say is, afterwards, since I've listened back to it, I'm like, I've I, I got to admit, personally, it's awesome to sit and play some music and sing with someone who is like a proper indie fucking legend. You know what I mean? Like, it's you huge. know, like I was just like, that wouldn't have happened. Mm. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying this. It's like, I'm fucking banging on about myself as usual, mm-hmm. but I mean it in the spirit of anyone out there. And I know I talk to people who listen to this show all the time, or they send me messages and we have a little back and forth and loads of people, or go through periods or in, or maybe are in a period, especially since COVID, and especially like men who don't always talk about what, where they're at and where they want to go. And it's like there's a lot of, there's a hell of a lot of people who are in that, uh, not daring to, not daring, not daring to dream, but not daring to just fucking get some shit happening. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be big stuff mm-hmm. because my, what, what, what I'm so happy and excited about is that. Just doing some small stuff that feels like it's valuable to you, it will lift you more than you will know, and it will lead to things mm. that wouldn't, that won't happen if you just sit there going, "Well, I could do that," but yeah. I, oh, I'm, I'm like, and I would say the same to you in terms mm. of going in a pub and going, "All right, yeah, yeah, I'm Mark McCullough. He's a fucking job. <laughs> He's a winch. <laughs> He's one of the fucking juicy pale eels, by the way." <laughs> That's a really good accent, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. You're the first Scottish person that's been able to admit that to me. Well, not, really? really? No, because most people do it and you're like, oh, I bet that's great. There you go, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love um, that. Love I, grew, that. I grew up around quite a lot of Scottish people in Manchester in our pub and, that, and my, my uh, stepdad uh, was a, a Scotsman uh, from Cumbernauld. Mm. What, what's it called? What's it called? Cumberland. That was the marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone yeah. says that every yeah. time you ever yeah. mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it worked then. It worked really well. Everyone yeah, now knows getting, what it's called. Still 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 got got <laughs> they didn't go, but they know what it's called. Yeah. yeah. But, but what, what I was going to say, just when you were talking about music, have you heard the new Beatles track yet? <gasps> Not yet. When did it, has it come out today? 2pm today. Have you Have you heard it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Is, is it worth my yeah, while? It's real good. Is, uh, that's, is this where they've done an AI John Lennon? No, it's, it's him. I mean, I think I think they've enhanced a little bit and whatever, but no, it's it's him. They they found a tape and they've sort of cleaned it up and you know Shit. whatever, and then uh, they've got George's slide guitar on oh it. Because apparently, what happened was he joined that song. Then when he died, uh, they had that kind of resurgence around the freezer bird time, and I think now and then was 
um, just this thing was floating around, never quite finished. But it was around at the time with Jeff Lynn and Fraser Bird, real love, all that. And it didn't really make it. And then George did a bit, and unfortunately George's away. And then now mm -hmm. uh, they decided to finish it. So Paul did bass tracks and sent them to Ringo. Ringo did his thing. No. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, is it the best yeah. song you've ever heard in the world? No. Um, well, it, unless you've got a heart of stone, I, I think yeah. it, 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 it's nice. It's nice. And then what they've done the B side is they've put "Love Me Do" a new stereo mix on that. Oh wow! Um, and then just a tip: if anyone is wanting to buy the new Red and Blue albums, I was listening to a Beatles podcast the other night. Don't buy the vinyl. Really? Why? A, it's really expensive. B, you probably have it anyway. And C, what they've done is with the vinyl is they've put all the new tracks, because they've added to the Red and Blue album, right? They've put all the new tracks in a third album. So it's basically you're buying the Red and Blue as it was, maybe slightly tinkered with and mm. better sounding, and then all the tracks that are just kind of on a third on disc. A, on disc, like a bonus disc. With a CD, all interspersed, oh, all within. Very Lovely. And it's like... And it's like a ten or cheaper, rather than quite cheaper. Really, yeah. I love that. I love that we're getting uh, like, yeah. it's like money saving expert Beatles. <laughs> yeah, Beatles tips. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely not saving any. Are you a big Beatles fan then? Big ish. I mean, I'm yeah. not like a nut that would yeah, yeah. fight someone to the death if they like the Stones or whatever. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're a huge part of most people's lives, aren't they? Well, I, I always, I think so. But you do meet people now and again, including last night when I was out. Oh yeah, uh -huh. and uh, I'm <laughs> talking to you. There, <laughs> I just winked. I just winked. I don't know why I winked, but I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All yep. right, I went on a date. <laughs> no, I went. I was out last night talking to someone I hadn't talked to before, mm. and was a thoroughly enjoyable conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and then I think a Beatles song came on. Oh, yeah, there we go. A bit of Abbey Road. It's like the 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 um what do you call it? Is it the, the end. Or yeah, the, what do you call it? A fucking. When you get a bunch of bits going into oh, it. Yeah, it's a melody. Oh, medley. Medley. Yeah, yeah sorry, so The medley, medley bit at the end, or whatever you want to call melody it. Melody was on name, yeah. Yeah, yeah melody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm always shocked when someone just says, oh, I hate the Beatles. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, yes, I said, so I tried to style it out. Mm. I threw my pint across the room, <laughs> hit someone in the face. But I, I just sort of said, hate's a strong word, That's is what I said. Strong. I said, hate's a strong word. I said, gripping the table. <laughs> Knuckles were going white, toes were curling, mm. but uh, I was thoroughly enjoying my conversation with said person, mm. and uh, I just thought, don't don't react, don't overreact. Mm. This is a nice person. Mm. People are allowed to not like a particular band from the sixties, da da da. But I do find it tough. Mm. I do find it, it's sort of a red flag. It's, a it's an orange flag. It, it's a big red flag. I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think you say it to be cool. And but however, I was on a podcast on Tuesday. It was for my show, and I had a guest on, and we ended up, for some reason talking about the Beatles. Don't know why. And then he said, "What's your favourite Beatles song?" And it floored me, and I'm rarely speechless. And I'd caught myself for like 10, 20, 30 oh, seconds. It's a, it's a tough uh, one. And then, but so I tweeted it out later. And I said crap things. I said paperback writer. And then I went, uh, no, uh, day trip. And then I went, uh, uh. And then I said, mm. hey, Bulldog, because I was trying to be mm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Day in the Life. Hey, Bulldog is the cool one, isn't it? That's a great one, though. A Day in the Life and um, in, my, in My Life. In My Life, yeah. Are very hard to top. Mm. But during the pandemic, and I've got a lovely mate who lives around here you should meet called oh, yeah. Ali, right? Top mm. man, another 
lapsed comedy writer who's aging disgracefully. <laughs> and he's completely obsessed with, mm. with the Stones and the Beatles, wants to talk, not in a nutty, collecty way, mm. but he just loves fucking going, mm. you know, just the classic stuff we've seen growing up. He still just loves talking about it yeah. in the pub. And so out of boredom, he just sent me a, he's like, look, I've done it, I've finally done it, top whatever it was, 30 or 40 Beatles tracks and why, and da da da, he sent it to me if you're interested, I'm just doing this, keep myself my head busy. And so I really sat down and engaged with it, and I, uh, I'll send you the email I love it. so that you can see that what my uh, I might do I might mention it on a podcast. In fact, we'll do a, we'll do a, we'll do a music let's do a music podcast. Yeah. yeah, let's have a little strum. Mm, I'm not a very good singer. I'm kind of low. I've got a range. Where will we find one of I've those? I don't. Yeah, it's all, what I'm saying is you're on your own, mate. But yeah, I can twiddle about. But um, but yeah, so with we, we the songs thing, it was just like, oh, it just absolutely stopped me on track. And it, but I tweeted it out, and Jeff Lloyd, who is uh, just one of my broadcasting heroes, really. Um, so Jeff was on Absolute Radio. He's got a great couple of podcasts now. One called Adrift, one called They Like to Watch. Um, does one with Ed Miliband as well. Um, but anyway, he's the Beatles God. And uh, so I, I copied him in when I wrote it, and he basically said, um, what I always say is, I can tell you what it is today. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, it. That is, that is it. God damn. That's fair. It's clever, I think, isn't it? I think that's totally fair. He's so small. I mean, I now, I've now got the email in front of me, but mm. as we are sort of running out of time, yeah. instead of starting to talk about this and then not being able to follow it through, mm. shall we commit to doing a Busking Chronicles Beatles top favourite special and Absolutely. then a couple of little... A little strum. Yes. Be up for that? Yes, 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 yes. Fist bump. Fist bump. Here we go. <sighs> I'd love to do it. In case you're listening, whoever's listening, that is how you get extra value out of a guest. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Thank you very much for joining me on Stupid Hearts Club, Mark McCulloch. Thank you. <laughs> Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I'm, I'm one. <laughs>